Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to the Discus Lariat Collective Podcast with your hosts, Warren, Daryl, and Glenn. It's a great podcast. Check it out. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. everybody here listening to the discus larry collective podcast i'm your host warren and i'm here with daryl today and we are just gonna do another episode of under the black hair and um, basically this series is just daryl asked me questions we kind of give our thoughts and opinions on particular things uh, in the rest of the world right now and um, before we get started though if you're watching this on youtube drop a like on the video if you enjoy it subscribe to the channel if you haven't already really helps us out and then wherever you get your podcast give us a follow there as well so we'll just hand it straight over to daryl and uh, start firing the questions yes. out <laughs> nice thanks right into it yeah. uh, right, first thing I want to ask you is your thoughts on Kenny Omega and Rick Swan uh, Rick Swan uh, Kenny picking up all the gold now yeah. where do you think this is going to go do you think this is going to go down the, the route of him holding it on for long um, before maybe challenging somebody new in Impact that's going to come in and save the company and then maybe the likes of Samoa Joe possibly they have been teasing him Um on Impact, uh, debut maybe at Slammiversary. They debuted, or I don't know if anybody's seen it, but they have shown a segment of uh, basically all the wrestlers that WWE going to let go. Um, Slammiversary, I'd love to see Samoa Joe and Kenny Omega and Samoa Joe going over. What do you think? Yeah, I, I like the sound of that, in fairness. Um, like, the Kenny Omega and Rich Swan match was actually pretty good. Uh, like, I watched that Impact pay-per-view. I actually like Impact pay-per-views lately. Um, the, the weekly show, I can't sit there and watch it. I just can't. It's just not entertaining. But they always deliver on the pay-per-view, it seems like. So, um, yeah, the match wasn't too bad. And I, I was actually hoping Rich Swan was going to win, just to kind of put a halt to the whole belt collector, Kenny Omega thing. But again, realistically, there's no one else. Do you know what I mean? Like, Kenny Omega is the top top dog pretty much everywhere right now so it makes sense and obviously with this worker partnership with impact and stuff so it made sense for Kenny to win um I think yeah the only logical step then if like Rich Swan couldn't beat him and I don't know where Moose is I don't know if he's injured or if he's just not around right now he could come into the fold kind of and call him out but I think the 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 logical step would be have uh Samoa Joe debut or re-debut or whatever you want to call it return and call out Kenny and be like whatever's going on with AEW I don't want to know about it impact its own thing and almost tease a split already in the whole forbidden tour thing i think it'd be pretty cool and then have yeah joe set up joe against kenny two of the best ever to do it really and um i'd love to see then yeah joe take the impact belt off him because kenny will probably do the, the whole i suppose you could say chicken shit heel thing where he's like i'm not putting up all the gold i'll put up the impact title yeah and then joe beats him for the impact title and then you could have even joe call him out for the aw one so you go well i took that one fairly easy i can get that other one off you as well and then you'll have John and AW as well as Impact. I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it, it sounds good. Now, if that happens, I'm a fucking, I'm a genius, bro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> literally. That. I just, I just, I'm just feeling like um, it's gonna go down the route of Kenny will have nobody to to match him, yeah. and he's just gonna do like basically an open challenge to Sam Versus, and Joe's gonna walk out or something like that. Yeah. Oh, I'd love it. Uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be. Imagine that Sam Versus, yeah. The, Samoa Joe, he he was TNA, do you know what yeah. I mean? So that'd be great for 
getting things back on track. Do you think uh, Impact now is turned the corner and do you think they're like going down the route where, where they have been, like, you know, where they not necessarily rival in WWE, but like they're kind of getting back to their to their good best, spots like, now, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think they are actually. Um, regardless of the whole AEW and Impact thing, I think Impact have been kind of on that, that cusp, I suppose you could say, like they were, they were about to turn that corner. The Impact, or the AEW thing only helped, yeah, but um, I think even without it, I think they, they were on that way there. Um, they have a decent roster. Um, obviously, not to the caliber that they had when they were at the top of that game, do you know what I mean? With Stoyle, Samoa Joe, Chris Vanagel, stuff like that. But again, I think, I think they can get, I, I wouldn't say back, I don't know, would you say back to their best? I suppose you could, yeah, as best as they can get. I think I think they will, yeah. I think 2021 is going to be a good year for them. Like, overall, it started off pretty promising, like, you know what I mean? And uh, people seem to be invested now. Back like back in the day, people were investing in Impact. Over the past few years, they haven't really been. Do you know what I mean? They'd watch the occasional big match on one or two pay-per-views a year. They wouldn't tune into every pay-per-view. They wouldn't want to tune into every pay-per-view um, over the past few years. So I think, yeah, I think they're on their way to the, back to their best. Nice. Um as well, just kind of touching on with all them talents that have been let go and stuff like that um, by WWE and so much talent being out there and then all these let go and whatever. Do you think like there might be a stage where instead of being signed up with a company, that talent superstars will actually be signed up with like more of an agency that you could go like if a company wanted, just for example, say the likes of Samoa Joe there, right? He's actually signed with an agency and say if the likes of say AEW wanted them they'd have to go to the agency and go right how long do you want them for right we want them for a year we'll pay an X amount and then in the contract right in this year he has to be in X, Y and Z storyline give him a plan before he signs a contract for a year and then once he does that there's none of this 90 day clause there's none of this once the contract is expired with them that's it he can go on somewhere else so he's, they're not being tied down anywhere do you ever think we'll see anything kind of along the lines of that that's, that's a whopper question in fairness that's deadly um and what I like about that is it's actually funny because it's almost two sides of a coin. Um, if you look at, say, football or soccer for people who aren't Irish or whatever, um, you have agents for big, big players anyway, like the likes of uh, Yaman, what's his name? Uh, Mino Rinola or something like that. And he's Paul Pogba's oh, manager. Yes. And he's, I think he's Ireland Harland's manager. He's a lot of people's manager. And he kind of makes it about himself. Do you know what I mean? It's, oh yeah, well, my, my client isn't sign, re-sign that contract unless he gets half a million or a half a million weeks or stuff like that, you know what I mean? Um, I think the the talent agency thing for wrestlers, that would be deadly because it would eliminate the likes of a 90-day no-compete uh, clause, stuff like that. I think that's a class idea. Um, I'd love to see it, but again, I'm, it'd be cool if it was someone running it who has knowledge of the business, do you know what I mean? Um, yes. The likes of, say, now I don't know, obviously, um, but I'm talking like the likes of an Aaron Anderson, do you know what I mean? Someone who's been in the business so long, they know the ins and outs of it. And they know basically what's best for particular wrestlers because there's you hear 101 interviews of like ex ex wrestlers and they're saying, oh, do you know what? Do you know who's a waste of talent?" And they'll they'll name someone, and then uh, you kind of t- st- take a step back and you're like, "Whoa, yeah, that guy really is good in the ring, or he really is solid or safe or this that you know." And he never got that push, regardless of who it is. But it's not until you hear like a, a legend say it because they know the ins and outs, they look at it from a different perspective. So I think that'd be a, a really good idea. The only issue I think you'd run into there is, and again, this isn't every wrestler, but pro wrestling's a narcissistic kind of sport. You're always trying to be the best. And that's, it's a gimmick for a lot of people. Like, oh, like the way you have a best in the world, like a la CM Punk or like The Miz says a lot of stuff like that. People do say it. Um, because obviously you're, you're trying to build a character. You're trying to be noticed and stuff like that. 
I feel sometimes that feeds in a bit too much to real life. Not every wrestler, don't get me wrong. Some people can separate that, but some people live it. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like it would work for like a lot of guys, but for some people, it'd be almost like, no, I don't want anyone handling my business, so I want to do it myself. And if they're, whether they're shortchanged or whether they think they're worth more or they are worth more, um, they'll know the best for them. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I, I'd like to see a talent agency, to be honest. I think it'd be cool. Yeah. I think there'd be no excuse then for like, you know, people then being let go from a company and saying, oh, they were wasted or, you know, they're putting the wrong storyline or whatever. Exactly. Or, like if they're with an agency, your persona is your persona. If a company likes your persona, they bring you in as that persona to work in their company. They don't change it. They don't give you any other character or whatever like that. It is what it is. They're hiring you for your personality and if they, you fit into the company. If you don't work and you don't fail or you're not getting recognized, you're not getting hired, that's yeah. on you. There's yeah. nobody else to blame. You can't blame WWE. You can't blame AEW. It's you. You're failing. So, And I like the um, idea yeah, said think, about the, almost the, the perks or whatever the, what would you say, the, I don't even know the words you use. So I actually can't even, I, the words that are literally just leave me head. But you know the way you're saying like, oh, they have to have this. They have to have that. Like, oh yeah, you have to be in the storyline. Like as in like a storyline. Yeah. Like, so yeah, right. What do you want my client being? Yeah. Oh, well, I want him focused on, uh, one of them in the heavyweight title picture. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be in focus for say the, the first six months after the first six months after he doesn't win or whatever like that. We're going to focus him on say the US title. Yeah. And then after that, then whatever, like, you know, we, we'll see how it goes after that. Boom. Yeah. And then after that, then no 90 day, that's it. Your contract's cool. Boom. Yeah. I love that. I think that's deadly because realistically, a lot of guys do so far in companies because of creative as well. Do you know what I mean? Um, they're signed because they're so good. Like say on the independence or worldwide, and then they're signed to a big money contract almost, and they're like, yeah, cool. And you can be soured on. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes it can happen. Um, some people kind of get turned off with the fact that like, oh, uh, he's not really doing well, or she's not really the way we thought she'd kind of be resonating with the fans right now. It's not really working. And then obviously they're sitting there. And doing nothing and it's hard to kind of get that TV time but yeah if they had that kind of written out the contract perfect great idea yeah um, I'm going to touch on then Daniel Bryan um, kind of hinting and stuff like oh this is my last Wrestlemania blah 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 and um, I did see now look it could be just people making up stories online but the way he has been talking it does feel like yeah that could have been his last Wrestlemania that we might not see Daniel Bryan again not necessarily that he's going to retire um, but he's just actually going to move on from WWE and it feels like he does I think I don't think WWE have any plans for him to you know progress like to being a, a world champ or whatever do you think we can see him maybe this year even moving on to the likes of New Japan or touring different companies or something like that especially with the way AEW Impact and uh, New Japan are the way they're kind of you know just kind of sharing talent with them yeah I, I'd love to see it to be honest as, as a wrestling fan and like a Daniel Bryan fan or whatever you want to say I, like as a fan in general you'd want to see your favourites kind of wrestle constantly do you know what I mean and you want to see them in cool storylines you want to see them win titles if that's the case but more than anything you just want to see them wrestle and I think if he is coming to the end of his tether almost and it's like right look I don't have a lot left in the tank here um, obviously the whole idea of professional wrestling don't get me wrong it's it's a love of it's a love for people it's um, a dream for a lot of people but at the same time though it's a demanding um, job at the end of the day so you want to get in make your money get out before anything bad happens and uh, obviously Daniel Bryan had that taken away from him for a while so it makes more even more sense now that like what would you say he has that that streamlined goal now right I have maybe two years left let's make the most of it kind of thing I want, I'm at that doing WrestleMania there headlined it what's next 
you know what I mean? Wrestle Kingdom is in January uh, in New Japan, their WrestleMania. Stuff like that, it'd be great to see him there. Uh, AEW, obviously, on the up. Um, and there's so many dream matches, if you think about it. Like, Kenny Omega, obviously, is the big one where I was chatting about him. Kenny Omega. And then you look at, like, New Japan. There's the likes of, say, like, the, the top dogs, like Tanahashi and Okada and stuff like that. And then you look at even, like, say, middle of the pack kind of guys that have been around for ages. Nagata, he's he's a big-time guy. He's fighting uh, John Moxley soon, I think of this. Um, he's, like, an older kind of guy. But again, he has that style of wrestler that would work well with Daniel Bryan. Um, Ishii stuff like that there's a load of really cool guys that I'd like to see Daniel Ryan fight I think as a fan I'd like to see him do that kind of loop um, New Japan AEW if you want to do one more kind of run a ring of honor go for it um, yeah, you got your first cuts there kind of things you know what I mean so it makes sense um, to have a little farewell tour almost uh, live that dream almost that you did years ago so I think I'd like to see it I think he is kind of done with WWE soon Um I think it's he'll be welcome back with open arms whenever he does come back. But I think it's a mutual thing. Yeah. Like, right, look, fair play for coming back from that injury. You gave us everything you had now over the past year or two. You go off and do what you can. Um, and I think, yeah, I think he's fighting Roman Reigns is he on uh, SmackDown this week, I think, to get into a title match or something like that, I think. So, again, what will happen, it'll happen. Um, I don't think he'll be in the title match. I think Edge might get involved and him and Edge might have that dream match as well. And then that'll be the end of Daniel Bryan WWE. That's my guess. Yeah, lose and leave title match. Yeah, I think it'll be around SummerSlam or so, or just before SummerSlam, and then that'll be him kind of then. He can go off, do his own thing then for the next year or so. Nice. Uh, next one I'm going to go on to is uh, Big Bad Cass. I yeah. don't know if you've seen him returning. I don't know if anybody looking at listening to us now has seen him, but that guy, I feel like personally, that guy could have been the next big thing with WWE. I know he had like certain issues and stuff like that, and um, he went down, you know, with Dark Path or whatever. But mm-hmm. he's after coming out a much brighter side of it. Yeah. The chap is looking fucking ripped. Like, you shouldn't be seven foot that way and looking like that. <laughs> like, you shouldn't be. Yeah. And having that hair as well. <laughs> like, he looks that absolute business. Um, he I know he's in Impact now and he's under the name of uh, Will Morrissey, I think. Yeah, yeah, W. Morrissey or something, yeah. Yeah, I want to know, like, do you think uh, WWE kind of dropped the ball on him and, like, they kind of should have stuck by him and tried to pull him through kind of, you know, that dark time? Like, we've seen it with many, many wrestlers before, you know, like, now Jimmy Snooker, you know, many, many more. Mm. Um, yeah, do you think they should have kind of stuck by him? And do you think we'll see Kaz going into a much bigger kind of role? Maybe not an impact, but AEW or back to WWE. And do you think we'll see Enzo maybe coming into impact? Um, yeah so to answer say the three parts of it the first part I think they did drop the ball on him uh, I think they definitely did I think Cass was always he was likeable in general um, like me watching it I liked him I didn't mind him Enzo got me nervous a bit but again he he played his part well I, I didn't mind him Do you know I, mean? I didn't mind him together either I thought they were deadly um, I feel they did drop the ball though again as you said the size of the chap do you know what I mean yeah he was going through a few bits stick with do you know what I mean? Or let him stick with you kind of thing. And then, as he said, come out the other side. Because not even just the look of him now, but in general, it's the perfect WWE look. Do you know what I mean? That height, that weight, that... Like, he just looks the part. And it was just... It was strange when he was let go, to be honest with you. Um, it was a bit of a shocker. Uh, because I always thought, like, if, if Enzo's gone, oh, Castle get that big-time push. He didn't really, which was crazy. Uh, I think he will go on to big, big things in Impact. I think he's the perfect person to kind of... He's with Violent by Design, I think, now. So he'll stick with them for a bit, maybe. 
and then go off into a, like a, a solo run eventually. Uh, but yeah, to kind of get your feet wet again, stick with a group of kind of experienced guys makes sense. Uh, I think he will. Yeah, he'd be a, he'd be a big time player. And I, if in fairness, if this whole Forbidden Door thing partnership didn't happen with AW, I feel like he probably would have been the one to actually beat Rich Swan for the title. I think people like that who have that look or have that way about them, it makes sense to even try the title on them. Why not? Do you know what I mean? Because he's not a bad talker. Do you know what I mean? As we said, he looks the part oh. and he's decent in the ring for a big guy. Why not? If that's if anything, you're printing money there, especially the way, say, WWE market big guys, it just makes sense. And in terms of Enzo, I do think he'll he'll rock up, yeah. I think, again, Enzo being the mouthpiece, he was the, he was the real kind of money guy in WWE. All the t-shirts and all what basically his catchphrases, his picture, his tattoos and all that. Do you know what I mean? It just makes sense to have them together. And even if you wanted to have them together, to have them break up on TV, even better. Because that's what basically they did with uh, Zack Ryder. When he went to Impact, him and Court Hawkins or uh, Brian Myers, whatever you want to call him, they did that. And now they're fighting their feuding. It just it's kind of that full circle thing. It's like, right, let's go. Let's show them what they missed out on. And I think, yeah, I think Enzo will show up as well. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it, it does seem kind of fitting to have the two boys. Like the boys are still really close. Like, yeah. So I say, Kaz, if he, I'd say he had something like, you know, if I'm coming here, I want to have Enzo come along. I don't know if he has officially signed in with the lads. No, no, I don't think he's joined that group. I think he was just like a hired one. Yeah, he just kind of jumped in. Yeah, it wasn't like they like formally announced him or anything like that. Yeah, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see if he does go down that path. It would be nice to see him go down that path, like to just kind of be a standout character on his own. And um, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed he does get that push. But what is he? He has to be, he's pretty young, isn't he? Yeah, he looks he's really young, like, Yeah, so yeah. like he's, he's still got a good few years left on him. It's not like he's at the last, you know, couple last of years or like... whatever. He still seems to have a, yeah, yeah I'm the last hurrah. Yeah, he's 34. Oh damn! Yeah, geez, he's still yeah, yeah. he's in minimum six years still left. Him. Yeah, so that's the thing. Yeah, it's not really uh, like football. Like if you look at some of the lads, like Finn Balor, I think is forty now. Do you know what I mean? Or close enough to it. Uh, Nakamura forty. Do you know what I mean? Stuff like that. They can still go. Yeah. So yeah, um, so, yeah it looks it looks really promising for an impact. Um, mm. I used to be a big impact fan, and then I just you know when it just started going really downhill. I think I can't even remember when, but when all the boys started leaving, it got real bad. Um, but yeah, it's, it looks like exciting times now coming forward. So if they keep on bringing all these talents back in, you know, they're not old talent that WWE used to have. Yeah. Like, you know, like the likes of like all these boys are like in their 50s. Yeah. Or yeah. late 40s. These boys are like, what, max maybe 34, 35. They still got a lot to prove. So it's exciting times ahead for them. That's it. They're um, at point, like. Yeah. Um, the last point that I'm going to go on to, unless I've missed something that you can think of, um, but the last thing I'm going to go on to is the segment and the promo that NXT showed about the Diamond Mine. Mm. Um, what's your thoughts? Who do you think is going to... Who's this going to be? <laughs> Who is it? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, oh, first off, I thought the, the thing was deadly. I like this. I, I like when um, companies do that, like tease something, and don't just kind of give it away or give too much away. Do you know what I mean? Um. I know they teased Frankie Monet or Toya Valkyrie, whatever you want to call her. They teased her the past few kind of weeks. And then a lot of people knew straight away. They're like, ah, yeah, it's her. But at the same time, though, when it's like a group, it's even better. Do you know what I mean? And the fact they didn't get really give much away, I think it's cool. Uh, my gut feeling is even Marie uh, as like a manager to Parker Bordreau or whatever, how you pronounce the last name. I think it's Bordreau or Bro, I don't know, Bordreau. I think, I think there's an R in that. So I think it's her as the manager, him. Uh, I think main maybe uh, Rick Steiner's son 
Bronson. He signed as well. And then possibly, obviously, a lot of people obviously thinking uh, Tessa Blanchard. I don't think so off the bat. Now, I'll be happy to be proved wrong. I think she's deadly, but um, I think she's deadly in the ring. I don't really think too much of her as a person, to be honest, but whatever. <laughs> so I think it could be them three mainly. Uh, Parker, Bronson, Reich Snyder, and uh, Eva Marie. That's what I think. And I think the whole idea is Eva Marie is like the manager. Um, and she's like, this is what I do. I produce diamonds. This is the next big thing. This is whatever. Rick Steiner Jr. <laughs> but um, I think uh, I think it'd be class. I think it is going to be them. I either way, I, that's the thing. It's I'm actually excited for it because I don't know. I'm just guessing. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Uh, hopefully, it's just it's not some fucking little easy that comes in. Yeah, it's oh, absolutely pumping. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it does that. That sounds like great, especially with uh, Tessa Blanchard after tweeting. Kind of, you know, she's so proud of the woman that she's become and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And um, at the end of her tweet. Um, it's a little diamond as well, so where she's just kind of playing to it. Could be, you yeah. know. That's the thing. Look at that boy. Yeah, like if, she's she's brought in, if she's brought in, happy days. Do you know what I mean? Then you have a full kind of faction there. Do you know what I mean? You have yeah, female. You have yeah, two big boys then as well. And even already as the manager, so it, it it would make sense. Um, if she is brought in, but um, we'll see what happens. Do you think Tessa Blanchard is going to be in? I do. Yeah, I think yeah. since we kind of commented on it there a while ago about her training with like the likes of Sasha Banks and stuff like that. And that was kind of a bit of a teaser going back. She's been out now for so long. I know, yeah, people have their opinions on, you know, her personality and stuff like that. Um, But, like, at the end of the day, I know WWE, yeah, they try to portray that they're, you know, oh, yeah, they're this great company that despises, like, any racism or this, that, and the other. But, look, they have Hogan there. They're they're bringing Hogan back. He wasn't appreciated before. He wasn't... They brought him back again. He wasn't appreciated again. Mm. So... You know, the likes of Tessa Blanchard, she's nowhere near the likes of on the scale of Hogan. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I think she's been out for that long. A lot of people are kind of going to just forget about it. Um, and she kind of burnt her bridges with impact, I feel. I think she did. Um, yeah. Holding the belt hostage and stuff like that. I think it was a, yeah. unprofessional, to be honest. But again, if it if it leads to bigger and brighter things, she's not going to have any regrets about that. Do you know what I mean? No. Um, I think, especially now with Rhea, after kind of moving on, mm. um, you know, I think there is that hole there that they, they need to kind of start building kind of women back up on that on NXT now as well. Start getting a few more names on it and have a good, healthy roster. Yeah, absolutely. Back on um, noticeable names, like, you know, real kind of, like, like they've always had, like, so. Yeah, uh, that's that's kind of me done for the week, man. So Yeah. Happy days. Happy days. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, savage questions, as usual, as as prayer, as they say. But, um, yeah, whopper. Yeah. Uh, yeah, whenever you have any more of these, just let me know. Either way, yeah, kind of going to try to get back on the horse and do more kind of content again because I kind of took, I was going to take a week off and I ended up taking about two weeks off putting a, a video or a podcast out every now and then when it felt like it. <laughs> that's what I was doing. Um, <laughs> mainly, I suppose you could call it a WrestleMania hangover or you could just call it laziness. So lockdown and stuff like that, I was doing a few of bits as well, like trying to learn how to draw and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Um, so why not? Uh, but yeah, so. I think the main thing is just Raw has been draining. That's, that's that, your main go-to show. And once you're kind of getting don't bother. It kind of does put you off. <laughs> does. Yeah. Yeah, it's been pretty bad. Yeah, it's really hard to watch. Like, even last week and all, I had to turn it off after a while. I was like, bah, do you know what? Fuck it. But um, yeah, we'll leave this here then. And because otherwise, I know I'm going to talk about it off, but always. So, <laughs> we'll call it, call it a spade a spade. So, yeah, once again, thanks very much, Daryl, for the questions. Really appreciate what? it. Uh, 
always a good good time as well because it kind of gets the gets you thinking as well about particular things. So it's deadly. And then yeah, if you're watching this on YouTube, as I said at the start of the video, thanks very much for sticking with it. Uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. You can find us on social media as well, Discus Laria Collective on Instagram and the Discus Laria on Twitter. And then wherever you get your podcasts, all the links will be in the description, stuff like that. Just give us a follow on there as well if you can. And then until next time, then we'll see you soon. <laughs>